Hey there, Amanda Smith here, and welcome inside this week's edition of How She Did It. Make sure you subscribe. So today's guest joined ESPN last October as an NBA reporter, and now we see her across many different platforms on the network, including ESPN.com, The Jump, and SportsCenter. Here is Malika Andrews. Hey there, Amanda Smith here with Malika Andrews. We figured out Skype, hashtag sponsor me. It was touch and go. Here we are. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Of course. After figuring out Skype, this should be fun. That part was not fun, but the rest of this should be fun. (laughs) Get the bad part out of the way. Here we are. So you spent a year in Chicago? Yeah, man. So I guess I moved to Chicago in May of... I moved from New York to Chicago in May of 2018, and then I moved from Chicago to New York in a week ago. So yeah, that's about a little over a year, 18 months. I'm bad at doing that, less than 18 months. Don't okay. don't turn to me to do balance your checkbook or taxes or anything like that. Not good no math over here. <laughs> no Got math it. over here. But that's my place. I'm from I'm from Chicago. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, you are. I have to ask you. Pizza preference. Oh, you're not gonna like this. Is why uh, we're on such we're on uh, such having such a good start. I'm such. I a thought we were gonna be friends. I actively avoided deep dish the entire time I was there because I don't like it very much. Um, I am very that's like much such a New York thing to say. <laughs> you don't understand that. That's like a huge compliment. I'm like very much a <laughs> fold my piece of pizza in half and eat it proudly um, oh, type gosh. of non-native New Yorker. So sorry about it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's fine. I thought right, I was all over. Me. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Just, we thought we could Thank be you so much for your time, Malika. Um, <laughs> it's really good to talk with you. I'm just kidding. You know, it's funny. I had Ramona Shelburne on my show. And Who's she wonderful. Had, yeah, wonderful. And she yeah. had such high words of praise for you. And probably she, not true, but thank you, Ramona. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. But she said that you first started reaching out to her while you were still like a sophomore in college. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oops, text message from my cousin. Um, I think that's right. I don't, I don't remember if I was a sophomore or a junior, but semantics. Um, there's just so few, uh, women who cover the NBA from a print standpoint. And obviously Ramona is not solely in print. She reaches across um, a bunch of different platforms as does Jackie McMullen, but she was someone I really wanted to model my career after. And so um, in college, I, I tried to really go about networking the way that I go about networking sources now. That's what I did with journalists then. And my Rolodex of journalists that I looked up to, there were so many amazing, talented men in that space, and there were so few women. Um, And so I reached out to Ramona because I was like, this is an awesome, um, badass, uh, super talented journalist that I was hoping that I could just get a couple of minutes to talk with. And um, she thankfully said yes. So that was that. You know, she said that you 
stayed on her. And if she wasn't responding to an email, you would just shoot another one. And it never felt like, can you get me a job? You would really just like talk story and ideas. You know, Ramona, how did you do this? But from that experience, what can you say about maybe what you learned about building relationships? I think there was definitely a balance between, um, you know, just incessant pestering and um, following up via email. And I always tell people now, uh, which it's so weird to me still that the shoe is on the other foot when people reach out and say, hey, can you help me or this, that, and that. I'm like, I'm like barely older than you. What are you go call Ramona, go call Jackie <laughs> like, mm-mm. But I think there's a balance, right? And you probably know this, right? There's a balance between should I send an email once a week with basically just like nothing in it or it's like, okay, I'm going to find a reason to send this email. So maybe I wrote a story that I want you to read and maybe um, it's Christmas and I just want to say Merry Christmas or in um, Ramona's case, Lashana Tova, right? So like it's, a, that's kind of the balance I tried to find, I guess. And um, yeah, I think I, I, we had a phone call initially, if I remember correctly, I was in the student newsroom at the University of Portland, shout out the Beacon, which is where I spent most of my time in undergrad. Um, and then I went to All Star in New Orleans, and I, I maybe it was 2016, 2017, I can't remember. Um, and she was there. And so I, I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm going to be at All Star. I had um, reached out to the local newspaper to get a credential, uh, the advocate, and they said yes, and I freelanced for them, and I paid my own way. My only goal was to, like, make enough freelance money to break even for the trip, so I was writing a ton, but I asked Ramona if she could go to dinner with me, um, and she'd recently written the, um, Kobe Bryant story, the Mamba Out story, um, and we talked about that for a long time. I remember half the dinner though, she was getting up and leaving because she had, she was trying to break a story. And so she was on the phone with sources half of the time. So like, it was like, she'd give me advice and be like, oh wait, I gotta go take this phone call. And she'd like get up and leave and take the phone call. And so it was, all, it was like a little bit of a real life drop into the day in the life of a journalist uh, type of experience. But yeah, that was, it was awesome. She was really uh, gracious with her, with her time. So. You know, you said that, you were sort of kind of maybe drawn to her because of the print aspect. Yeah. What draws you to writing specifically? I've always loved to write. Like even I was, um, I was not a good student in middle school when, um, <laughs> when your workload increases from like, you know, like, okay, you're going to read for 10 minutes at night. It's so like, whoa, dang, you actually have homework. Um, and the one thing that was still fun for me, the one thing that I still liked was writing. And I had a wild imagination. So I would write, you know, a bunch of fiction pieces for, um, you know, my English classes. And that was really the only subject that I felt like, yeah, I got this. So I've always loved to write. Um, and then I actually didn't know I wanted to be a journalist. I graduated high school a year early and I took a gap year uh, because I was still a baby and um, I worked at my grandfather's law firm at that time and I was a receptionist and I loved that I had a job. I loved that I was financially, I mean, independent at 17 <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like saving my money for the trips to the movies or whatever that I didn't have to ask my parents for 20 bucks. Like, ooh. Um, but I learned then that I really didn't want to work a desk job nine to five. And 
for some people, that's awesome. But for me, I would get restless and that isn't exactly what I wanted to do. But I didn't know what actually I, I actually wanted to do. So when I got to college, my best friend, Claire, worked for the student paper. And I was like, well, I need to join an extracurricular. This sounds like a good thing. I'll join the paper. And the opening they had was in, and I love to write, and the opening they had was in sports. I didn't really love the reporting part uh, at first. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, but that's kind of how that built. So my whole career, my very young whole career was in print from, you know, student paper to internships. I really was print specific the entire time. I did one internship in television where I like logged tape. Um, but then I got to ESPN and that sort of came out of it. So I've always been kind of print first and the other stuff just sort of happened. Did you imagine that your career would take off no. in the pace that it has? No, 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 no. Um, I'm really competitive. I don't like to lose. Um, it's kind of like a running joke that I can make a competition out of basically <laughs> anything. So I, I, I was driven to not lose. <laughs> that makes sense. It sounds super conceited, but it, it's true. I really did want to do when I when I put my mind to something. I either, I, I don't like to, to, to half-ass it. And sometimes that's not a good thing because sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be good at this, so I'm not going to try. And that's like no way to live life. Um, but I really did pour, especially in undergrad, I poured myself into this. And still though, I mean, this is such a turbulent industry. Uh, you know, it's really gutted me this week uh, seeing what's happening to my friends and competitors and colleagues at SI. Um, so no, I didn't think that it was going to happen this way. And I never, uh, I try to never take it for granted. Um, it's tough sometimes when you're in the press box and it's late and you just want to go home and it's like, why am I doing this? Um, but at the same time, we're so lucky, right? That we get to do this job, this thing that so many, uh, people want to do. So, but no, I never, I never imagined I'd get the opportunities that I've gotten so far. And I think part of that's a testament to ESPN and the New York Times before them is they were really great about putting me into situations that I'm not exactly sure I was ready for, um, but I got to try it. And then, you know, either sink or swim and it's like, well, I'm not gonna do that again. Or, well, okay, I wasn't that bad at this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that again. Um, so that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I feel like Oftentimes when you talk to someone and you'd say like, oh, what's your dream job? You know, a lot of times people say, I want to work for ESPN. You're there. What's next? I still feel like I have to conquer what I'm doing now, right? I mean, I don't know what's next. I'm, um, you know, I, I'm just trying to get better at all of these things. You know, I was, I was talking to, uh, my boss, Christina, the other day, and it's like, I'm starting to get antsy. I need to write a really good story. So like, that's kind of what's next for me. I'm, I just moved from Chicago to New York. I have a whole new beat, a whole new set of guys to get to know. And I, I still have the bucks um, in some capacity. I'll be going and, and um, being with those guys still, but that that's what's next. I need to get to know a whole new roster and um, you know, a, a whole new front office and coaching staffs. Um, so I'm just really trying to master that and then tell some really good stories around that. That's kind of my, I'm looking at that immediate, uh, 
immediate future, I guess. And in between, get yourself some folded pizza and enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> the folded pizza thing is, I, it, it's amazing to me. I've been in New York a whole week and I haven't had pizza yet. That's, it's, that's really a shame on me. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. You're questionable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am. No, I, I fully take responsibility for the fact that I am definitely questionable. Highly oh my gosh, I was kidding. Be my friend. <laughs> Guys, we're going to break. Don't go anywhere. We're playing a game coming up next. <laughs> Welcome back inside How She Did It here with Malika Andrews. And we are playing a round of true or false. So I'll just give you a statement. You will say true or false. So Milwaukee Clippers finals. True. LeBron, best player of all time. All right. I'm going to say true, and this is why. Um, it's really hard for me to have the conversation, the GOAT conversations, because LeBron was, you know, the people who grew up watching Jordan, I was the person who grew up watching LeBron. So um, I am young enough that I only got this much of Jordan's career live. And so um, I don't feel like I have, I have the grounds to say that he, he is that. I mean, I've seen it. I think he's amazing. But I've only, live as a NBA fan, I've really only experienced LeBron. I always say that. And I always say when people are like hating on LeBron or anything, there's this whole debate. Like one day, like our generation will talk about him the way that you hear people talk about Michael Jordan because Correct. we've like missed that, right. you know? And we're in the, the midst of history. Is you're never going to convince someone. Like, I hate getting into those kinds of debates because it's like, when was the last time someone who walked in saying LeBron or Kobe or MJ was the greatest and then they walked out of a conversation with their mind changed? It never happens. So I don't, I have no interest in debating it. Like, it's just not, no. <laughs> No. Not gonna change yeah. minds and hearts on that. Mm, moving on. <laughs> John Morant will have a legitimate chance at rookie of the year. True. Last one. Giannis. MVP. Last season, of course. This season it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> ah, yes. He has a chance. Yeah, he does. He's a great player. Um it's gonna be really interesting. Uh Anthony Davis also will probably have a legitimate chance. Um, there's a whole bunch of guys that have a legitimate chance. Giannis is definitely one of them. Do you have a top five? Players for MVP? Yeah. Oh, well, that's two of them. I think Anthony Davis is probably, because the thing about Anthony Davis is it's, it's his, like Giannis, it felt like it was his rightful time last year in some sense. So, I mean, the usual, yes, I think it's probably in no particular order Giannis, Anthony Davis, um, uh, James Harden. Mm, who else has moved teams lately? That's a lot of... Joel Embiid, maybe. Although, I can actually see Joel Embiid making a case for most improved if he has his body, you know, if he does something spectacular. Kawhi, um, also probably. So, there you go. What do you think of this one-legged three-pointer by James Harden? I mean, if anyone can do that kind of shot, James Harden can. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. I mean, James Harden is an amazing player, especially offensively. It, it's really incredible to watch him. Um, 
I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So in short, three-legged three-point, like, of course, it's James Harden. Awesome. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out with the Rockets this year with two ball-dominant guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and see how that sort of shakes out. It's also still weird to me to think of Russell Westbrook as a uh, Rockets Rocket. Rockets guy. In the Rockets red. <laughs> In Rockets red, exactly. We'll see. We're approaching that regular season time, so here it goes. <laughs> guys, don't go anywhere. One last break. Malika's answering your questions next. Are you tired of looking for your phone, dropping it, or having to carry it around on your hand all the time? With Hoobsy, you can wear your phone by a crossbody strap attached to the phone case. Hoobsy makes practicality look good. Phone case necklaces have been a huge success in Europe and are finally available in the U.S. Visit www.hoobsy.com and save 20% using the code LOCKED. That's www.hoobsy.com and the code LOCKED to save 20% and see for yourself how a Hoobsy phone case necklace will simplify your life. Just check where your phone is now. Are you carrying it in your hand? Is it lying around where you can't reach it? Or will you have to look for it later? Maybe it's lost in the depth of your bag somewhere. Wear your phone on you with a Hoobsy phone case. Visit www.hoobsy.com, H-O-O-B-S-Y.com, and be quick to save 20% using the code LOCKED. By the way, Hoobsy phone case necklaces are the perfect gift at an affordable price. Friends will love you for a super useful gift. Have your hands free, but be spontaneous to take pictures or make quick calls and never look for your phone again. Check out hoobsy.com for yourself or a great present to your friends. And remember, be quick and save 20% using the code LOCKED at hoobsy.com. Thank you for sending in your questions this week for Malika. So, first up, Swashbucklers says, thoughts on the Celtics this year? Hmm. Well, the Celtics are going to be really interesting this year because those young guys that two years ago took a big step up in the absence of Kyrie Irving, especially in the playoffs, it's now their team. They've added Kemba, who is a really great leader. Um, He obviously doesn't necessarily make the clutch shots that Kyrie did. Um, So it'll be a really interesting year for them. For me, looking at the East as a whole, backing out for a second, it's really easy to slate Milwaukee and Philadelphia in as the top two teams. And then after that, it gets a little bit muddy. There's a lot of teams that could be in that top four and then the top eight. Um, I think that Boston has a legitimate chance to be in that three, four, five mix. Um, And I also think that this is a group that is suited to be coachable, which Brad Stevens will benefit from. You know, Kyrie's had his sort of ups and downs with that. And I mean, this is going to be a new leaf for them. This is their, they're kind of turning over a new leaf. And I wouldn't say by any means they are the favorites to come out of the East. I wouldn't even say they're the favorites to make the Eastern conference finals, but I do think they're poised to potentially surprise some people and also just have a lot more fun than they did last year. And, and that's not something, you know, we talk about culture as something that's important, but it's also something that teams will quickly uh, forego in order to land a big name star Um, but I do think there's something to be said about that. The Warriors are a team that really seemed to me, especially in their early years, to hinge on having fun and making things light. And I think that the Celtics are going to benefit 
um, from that sort of new airiness in the locker room. Up next, Cole Mards would like to know, what has been your favorite event, story, or game up to this point? Man, I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals last year were really awesome. Um, I had an awesome crew that I was working with. It was so much fun to watch uh, Kawhi and Giannis go at it. Um, I also loved, I covered, when I was with the Times, I covered the Super Bowl for, uh, it was Eagles Patriots and the Eagles won. And <laughs> that was pretty fun. That was, that was, that was pretty special. Um yeah, those those are two those are two events that stick out for me, I think. Why is Philadelphia so great? Sometimes I don't know. I just wanna, like be there and be like, "Oh yeah, I get you guys." Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, the city's fun, the sports fans are right? fun, they care but they're not assholes. Like it's 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 a lot of fun. I was I was very happy uh just watching people be happy about that Super Bowl result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the awesomeator, also known as Stuart, says, what is personally the most rewarding aspect of reporting? Oh man. Good question, awesomeator. Um fits with the username. <laughs> AKA Stuart. I think the most rewarding part of reporting is, I mean, it is so special to be trusted when someone really opens themselves up to you. And there are so many times where you're sitting down with someone and they tell you something and I have to turn it back on myself and say, man, if the roles were reversed, would I trust someone to open up like that? And it's just that feeling of, when a guy kind of, and, and I say guy because I, I tend to cover male athletes, although I've done some work in, with, with female athletes as well, when they kind of decide that they're going to let their guard down and share something, and you can tell that it's like there's a little bit of an aha when it comes out and they see that you've done right with the information that they've trusted you with, I mean, that's a pretty awesome feeling. It, it's, it's why I continue to try I mean game stories are great stat breakdowns are great all that's great but really getting to know these people in a, a way that so many people don't get to is something that is so special and so awesome and it's almost like every time it happens I'm like oh, I want to do it again oh yes this is it like I want to do this again um and then yeah, I mean, like, that's just, I, I'm a little bit giddy about it, but it's just, it's an awesome part of it. It's its really, really uh, cool and special and something that I don't take for granted because, again, I, I often think about what, if I was being interviewed or if I was talking to a reporter, um, would I be this open? Would I, you know, be this forthcoming? Um and I think it's important to continue to kind of not lose sight of that because it's something that it's, it's, it's special to be trusted with, with someone's um, thoughts and feelings and failures um, and successes. Knowing that, how do you build that trust? Man, I mean, time showing up um, and doing people right. 
you know, I think that in an age of scoops and don't get me wrong, breaking news is so important. Um, handling people's, the information people trust you with the right way and proving to them, hey, look, I'm not just going to go and run off with this. I'm going to either contextualize it or if it's something, you know, being upfront with people, I always tell guys, you're not always going to like me. You're not. But my goal is to be accurate and fair. And if I'm not one of those things, I expect you to call me on it. And I think that that sort of transparency and also letting your guard down a little bit, getting to know guys and telling them a little bit about you so it's not always a one-way street, um, not to cross a line into friendship because there are guys who, you know, you get closer to or you become more friendly with, um, but it's always important to keep that professional line, but just letting them know like, hey, I'm human too. I'm, you know, oh man, I'm, t I'm telling these, the Nets guys right now, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys about, oh, I'm moving and yeah, it's such a pain, New York prices and, you know, try, like just being a human. I think all of those things and then just continuously showing up because there's so, we are all so busy and especially now, like we have so many teams that we have to cover a lot of the time. And so not just like parachuting in and leaving. Um, I think that's, guys notice, they notice when you're around um, they notice when you're not, uh, and, and making sure you're just kind of being there. I think the combination of all of those things is probably, um, my advice. Plus everyone hates moving. So that's, can be the, oh yeah, no, like commiserating <laughs> is definitely a thing. I mean, moving, um, what's another one? Oh, uh, we were talking about the yeah, cost of living in New York. is just mm -hmm. always a, always a good one. Uh, subway delays, boom, <laughs> everyone experiences that. Well, some of these guys don't take the subway, but I've actually been on the subway with one um, player. Uh, it was his first time on the subway. That was, it was, it was pretty funny. He was like videotaping the whole thing. And um, yeah, so I mean. You're like, wait, I know you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, have you ever taken the subway before? Oh, this is how you swipe the card. Like, you know, that sort of thing. So, I think that, um, you know, all of that, you know, asking about families, kids, uh, telling them about your family, hair. That's another big thing. Uh, DeAndre Jordan has braids and I had my hair <laughs> braided. And so, you know, going back and forth over that, like, all that is definitely being a human. Like, yeah, you're not a robot. You're a human. Um you know, especially as women, we have to be careful with uh, making sure everything's always uh, on the up and up and coming off as utterly professional. But it's also okay to be a human, to let people know a little bit about your life. And that's not to say, like, share your whole book, you know, it's treat these guys as your removed colleagues in a sort of way. I love that. Okay. Last question. Boom. Go. Madison Kilroy. If you could describe your job in three words, what would they be? Like, so do we, like, do I have to say reporting? Like, is that something, or is that something we know is a thing? I think we know that. Okay, so my I think we know is, that one. <laughs> um, I mean, my job is amazing. It is, um, it causes sleeplessness and constant fatigue so uh yeah amazing sleepless and um 
challenging. I'm challenged all the time. Uh, and sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, yo, I cover sports. Like, I'm not solving the world's problems. I am not um, Greta Thunberg, like, going to the UN and speaking about climate change. Like, I'm not doing any of that. How the heck is this so challenging sometimes? Um, but it's awesome. I mean, especially when you look at the ecosystem of news, um, I think that especially now, you know, with kind of uh, really volatile politics in the United States and all over the world um, and, uh, you know, climate up and downs and, uh, you know, financial woes, being in sports, I'm, I am so okay with pe being people's um, escape from all of that. Uh, I think it's really important to provide people with something else um, because I think it's so easy to just feel crushed every morning. We look at all these headlines about um, what's going on around the world. Um, I do think there's a balance though. I, I think that I'm okay with being people's escape as part of a balanced news diet. I'm not okay with being people's excuse to be ignorant. Um, but I think that, you know, it's sometimes I'm just like, man, I don't perform brain surgery. Like, why the heck am I so stressed about all this? So that's when you have to remember the amazing part, right? Because sometimes it's the sleepless and the challenging, which can be good and bad. And then you have to remember it's awesome. So it's kind of those three things recycled over and over. I'm sure there's many more words that I could describe in my thoughts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but life is about balance and you're figuring it out. Life is about balance. I hope I'm figuring it out. We all trying. I'm here. Exactly. You got my number now. New friends. No, thank you so much for ending up on my screen today. Didn't know if it was going to happen <laughs> at yeah. Skype, but I'm so happy <laughs> yeah, really. that we were able to <laughs> add them. Yeah. But I'm so happy that this was able to work out. So, so thank you for your thank time. You. And I owe you a piece of pizza if we're ever in the same place. But the Promise. real question is, will you conform and have the New York style pizza? I, my boss would do that for you. Awesome, is from Chicago. And I think like if she listens to this podcast, which can I just say like, wait, side note, it is so awesome to report to a woman in like the sports space. But anyways, I think she'd be on your side because she's from Chicago. And like, please don't fire me for saying I like uh, the New York style pizza better, Christina. Thanks. That's it. <laughs> I'll conform for you. I'll do that. I'm yes. a good friend like changing that. Changing minds, changing hearts. An innovator. <laughs> Thank you once again. Everybody, thanks for tuning in this week. We'll catch you next time. For Malika Andrews, I'm Amanda Smith. This is how she did it.